Well, welcome to another program here on AM Quincy. Joe Catalano with you. This time we welcome Quincy Councilor at Large Ann Mahoney for a discussion about what's happening at City Council News. Nice to see you, Ann. Thanks for coming over. It is great to see you, Joe. Thank you very much for having me on. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Our <laughs> doors are open, as I've said. Please come over anytime. Uh, we are back in session now in, uh, in City Council. Brand new uh, City Councilor in uh, yes. James Devine. Yeah. It's, it was such an interesting, interesting race. You know, we had a lot of great candidates that came out, which is always fantastic. Mm. And, um, you know, James Devine worked very hard, and he is now our counselor. He sits next to me, and I welcome him aboard. And he's your counselor, too. <laughs> and he's my he is yes. my counselor, yeah. <laughs> it's, I was, it was just interesting because it it's, it's funny. When you go from having Councilor Camucci that had been there for so long, and then the open seat, and then you realized, wow, we don't have anybody. And yeah. even though I'm a counselor at large and trying, you try to... It's a, it's a hard job because the wards are, it's a lot of work in the mm. wards and they, and they need that representation. So, and I know, um, and I know Jim's going to do a great job. Yeah, what's the process for getting a new counselor up to speed? You know, because, I mean, you did it once you know, a long time yeah, ago. It is yeah. not, I mean, there is no onboarding. Okay. It's just kind of either you're thrown into the deep end and you got to figure things out. So, okay. I think he's going to be working with all of us and, you know, he was literally sworn in to the meeting. And he, he was very funny because I think he wanted to ask a question and he just jumped in there and I said, you'll figure it out. Okay. You know? and, and as it goes, you know, when, when I was a counselor, you know, you, you kind of had an introduction to some of the departments and learned what the departments did. So there is some onboarding you can, and you meet everybody and you have mm -hmm. questions mm -hmm. and then you, I, I said to him, the hardest thing I think I found was the writing the resolves, the whereas, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> yes, the <laughs> legalese, a, yeah. The legalese of those types of things. But I said, it can be as simple, simple as, I'm looking for an update. Okay. You know, you don't have to, don't get caught up in the, in the language of legalese, you can just ask. I'm looking for an update. Yeah, but there's no like city councilor school. No, yeah. there is. Well, I think there's things you can do. Like I went to, I, I went to the MA, the, the state has some things that you can do. Oh, you okay. can take some classes online. Like I, I do, I, I take virtual classes all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's also all different things you can self-educate, but it's it's really something that you have to do for yourself, and that's not necessarily for the city of Quincy. Mm. That's that's more you know just learning how other communities mm -hmm. are doing things. Mm -hmm. um, I find it very interesting because I I do think you make better government by knowing how other people are doing things yeah. better and how we can increase uh, increase the transparency that we have here in sure. the city. But to do that too, you have to have the administration that wants to embrace all of those things too. So it's just a matter of how, what is it you're trying to accomplish as that counselor and how are you trying to communicate it. Yeah. So I think Jim's first thing is he wants to make sure he's talking to people. He's doing a great job. Yeah, well, I mean, he's thrown right into the, the fire with the uh, the Quarry Hills uh, lease issue. It's mm -hmm. it's in Ward 4, part of it's in Ward 4, um, at least, so he will be voting on it. Yeah. Um, and so far, it still remains an ordinance committee, right? It is. I don't, I think he's going to have to explain that. I'm not sure if he's going to, I think he works for Granite Link, so I'm not sure what the situation's going to be there. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, so, as I, as part, I don't know, I just, mm -hmm. I, he, he mentioned something the other night to me, I think he's looking for, um, resolution as to whether or not he can or cannot that hasn't come out publicly so that would be something he has to find out. Oh okay so yeah. I, I know he's a contractor by trade so maybe he just done some private contracting work for them or something. Yeah I'm not sure okay. so again that's 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 something that he'll have to yeah. he'll have to uh, have to determine um, through it's a it's a conflict if it's a conflict of interest yeah. or not so that hasn't come out publicly but I know he mentioned something the other night that that he's discussing it. Interesting so, so the legal department will yeah. consult with him on that. Okay. Yeah and that will be something that he needs to he needs to you know address yeah. to the public himself. What about yourself how do you feel about the this proposed 99-year lease uh, to Quarry Hills Associates. It's what over 200 acres, I think, is included yeah. in this. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when it came in as the red line, um, I was surprised at the way the administration brought it in. You know, it came in as a it came in as an order from the mayor. Red and line and what is red that? Red line. So the lease came in. Um, they they brought it to the council, and we had the first ordinance ordinance meeting, and they had the 2002 lease. 
that was presented to us, and it was redlined, meaning they were they had gone through it and taken out what they thought was oh. not necessarily deemed for the next 99 years. Okay. And that was the pr the presentation was kind of you know QHA is doing a great job. We have a great you know great partner, and they're looking for 99 year lease because they want to do some things up there. I think QHA came up and spoke. You know, um, not a master plan, but kind of spoken. The, the, there's a lot of things we could do. You know, there's so many things that we could do, but we need this 99 year lease to be able to do it. Right. And I was shocked that there was no presentation from the administration of like, you know, where it's how it started mm -hmm. and where it has come mm -hmm. and how we got to 28 years and how many 20, what the next 22 years are going to be. So that that surprised me. And we had a public forum that first night, and a lot of people talked about trails. And my concern was more that we weren't talking about audit. Like, where's the audit? Where's where can we see? That you know, QHA is is being held, you know, that is is processing what we're expecting for payments, mm -hmm. and then what? How do we process that to make sure that we're having that done on a regular basis? In the lease itself, it says that you know the city of Quincy will pay for that audit, but it's been 28 years. We should have we should have that backup. Um, so there's been no audit in 28 I, well, years. Well, just just Monday night they said that there has been audits. Okay. They haven't presented it to the council. Okay. So again, this is transparency. So yeah. you're, you want us to you want us to sign onto a 99 year lease, and the presentation is, hey, everything's going great. And my question is, not only you know is QHA holding up their end of the bargain, mm. but then also on the city side, what the monies that we are collecting, mm -hmm. you know, they're going into accounts. 10% is going into. I have it right here, mm -hmm. so I can. Yep. I want to make sure I'm doing this. 10% is going into an oversight account. Okay. Um, 50% is going into the DP TPW enforcement account and the enhancement account, and 40% yep. is going into our general funds. Okay. So when you're breaking that down, you're seeing that. What I want to know is, you know, for those two, that 10% and 50%, how are we spending that money? Okay. And how is that being audited to make sure, again, transparency, the taxpayers of the city of Quincy are the ones who should be benefiting from the money who's what's coming in from this lease. Mm -hmm. And although they said in the paper that they collected over $7 million in the course of the last, since 2004, you know, the question is, is that the appropriate amount? And then what's the comparison? I would say the comparison. If they were to pay taxes up there, mm. how much more are we collecting from QHA? Is there a fair balance? Oh, all so right. When I they're did not paying taxes, right? This is in lieu paying, of taxes. This is in lieu of taxes. Okay. So let's just say I did, I, did a, I did a quick rough number for uh -huh. their taxes. So in the year of 2022, we collected $683,000 in total from QHA. And when I did their um, a rough you know, commercial tax base of yeah. their property, it was coming in around 660, 660,000. So we're getting about, you know, $23,000 more than we would in taxes in that one year. But there's been years that we got much less. So we do have to do that comparison too. Okay. Because when we change that lease from that red line, mm -hmm. um, there t there's things changing in that lease. So a real comparison of the 2002 to the current lease that they want to go to 99 years, mm -hmm. 2023's lease, needs to go line by line to understand what are we getting, mm. are we getting more, or are we getting less? Because they're actually taking out the rentals of the golf carts. That came carts. up in the meeting this week, yeah. 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 And then also, what were we supposed to get in the original 2002 lease? You know, in the original 2002 lease, we were supposed to have recreational facilities, which were not defined as those soccer fields and the baseball diamonds. Okay. They There were specific things. They were talking about, you know, there, were, there was talk of an ice skating rink, a pool, badminton courts, like different things were put in there. Now, the question is, is why weren't they done and were they documented as to why they weren't done? Okay. And really, there's no, I mean, to say that they were never there, they are definitely in that 2002 lease. And so we, we really need to understand, are is QHA not in compliance of their lease? Are they in default? Mm -hmm. you know, and if they are in default, how do we get them not to be in default so that we can have these things? Yeah. And then more importantly, as we move forward, 
is that all we want is, you know, we want to make sure that we're having what we're expecting, but there's like in the last 28 years, things have changed too. Pickleball is huge. Sure. Do we want a pickleball court? Okay. Can we have a pickleball court? You know, are there things that we can, I'm not saying that that's the, the end all be all, Joe, I'm just saying, where's the communication to figure out how we move forward? And 99 years is a long, is a long time. Yeah, and is, is it 99 years starting in 2023 or is it added on to the existing 28 So it'll be 99 years from the day that it gets approved. So if, if okay. 99 years is the length of the lease that gets approved, yep. it would be 99. So just like in 2002, in 1994 it was signed, but then it was reopened in 2002 and the yep. 2000, it started in 2002. So in nine, in, okay. but it, the, the original lease started in 1994. Yes. Some, some changes happened in 2002. Okay. So the Lease we're looking at is 2002, but the actual lease started in 2000, in 1994. Okay. If we were to sign this lease, let's say we were to sign it in 2024, mm -hmm. the 99 years would start in the 99 years because okay. the end, the, it would end this this lease and start the new okay. lease. Okay, so it's it not tagging resets on. Resets the clock basically. Yeah, okay. it kind okay. of resets the clock. All right. That is my understanding, okay. but there's some definite, some there's definitely some need of clarification. I agree that. because I haven't been able to get the same answer from everybody I've talked to. Exactly. Yeah. So, the, and that, and there lies the biggest problem, right? So we have had some counselors say, can we change the language? Absolutely. That is our job as counselors mm. to review this language and we should be reviewing it line by line to make sure that we understand what we're signing on to. It's public property, right? It's it is public city property. City-owned yep. land. Okay. It's city-owned land yeah. and it's public property and it's 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 supposed to be it's supposed to be um, open space. Mm -hmm. And the recreational facilities were defined in the lease so that they could have the golf club, so they could have the um, mm -hmm. the buildings that they have yep. the, the restaurant and they have the enhancements that are up there. Yep. But it's still defined as open space. And one of the biggest changes in the new lease, the 99-year lease, is that it's taken out a lot of that, that open space and replaced it with um, it's replaced with recreational facilities and replaced it with commercial facilities. Okay. So we yeah. all have to define what does a commercial facility mean yeah. and what does it mean for the open space and is it going to be more open space? How tall, if they're going to have a hotel, how tall is it going to be? They did do a presentation to Ward 4 back in September. Yes. I was not able to attend it, yep. but I did know people who did attend it who called me and told me what was presented and there was a, there was a slide presentation and it had a hotel in it. Okay. That same presentation be, should be shared and has been asked to be shared yep. with the full council. And I've asked at several meetings. I've called um, the council president and asked for it, yep. and you know I, it hasn't been shared. And it's not, I'm not asking for myself. I'm asking yeah. for the public, the Is transparency. A reason given for that not being shared publicly. It, no, there no. hasn't been a reason okay. for it to be shared. I think, and it wasn't, you know, the, the thing is, is when counselors have meetings, they don't have to have them televised. They don't have to. Mm -hmm. And so, but they are public. Mm -hmm. And the sense is that there was a public presentation shared with the public, a smaller population of the public, but this change that's going to happen is going to, it's going to affect the entire city. Well, it's already been talked about that that main access, mm -hmm. the Rashuti Drive, Willard Street intersection, is already one of the top five most dangerous in the state. So. And that just came out just this past Monday. Yes. I don't think we need, I didn't, don't think anybody needed to be told that. You well, know, right. drive over anybody there. But, here, yeah. but the fact is, is that they presented a red line 99-year lease to the city council, telling us that this is you know, going to be a great. It's a great. They're a great partner, which they are. QH. This is not to say QHA is not a good partner. Quarry it's Hills Associates, by the Corey way. Quarry Hills just, Associates. Just to clarify, yeah. yeah. I know because it, it, it can, I can tell you QHA is very confusing. Because but but it, they're, they're, nobody's saying that they're not a good partner. We're just saying okay. that where has the where have the checks and balances mm -hmm. been to mm -hmm. prove the transparency to the city of Quincy's taxpayers that we are getting 
the due diligence is being done mm -hmm. to ensure that we're getting what was promised in the first 50-year lease. Yeah. And then how are we protecting and enhancing that next 99 years to make sure that we are going to be able to, if, if it's 99, is 99 years the correct number, the correct number of years? Yeah. And then also, what, what will that exchange be for the taxpayers of the city of Quincy? Okay. It might sound like 10% is a lot of money, but I'm telling you right now, if you're looking at our taxes and you're getting you know, roughly $23,000 more, you might get more in the year, but there's going to be years if you're not collecting taxes, like COVID. Mm. In the years of COVID, we were not collecting because they weren't, they were not, they were not, not able they to no produce. Functions or golfing. Well, but maybe they had golfing, but no functions. Right, yeah. and and the the point of that is is that in those years, we the city of Quincy were also suffering from that. But the, you know, was and I know Corey Hills was uh, um, Corey Hills Association was available for PPP money. Like, where did their PP mo PPP money go? Mm. Uh, again, this, this is the audit of payroll what protection plan. Mm -hmm. yeah. I just like to clarify the acronyms no, for I, folks. No, I yeah. absolutely understand and yeah. I should be doing it myself, but there are so many of them. Yeah. But but these are the things like in a fine, if you would truly, you know, we, we talk about business acronyms and, you know, the, the administration likes to say they're the CEO of the city, the chief executive right. officer of the city. Well, if you're truly doing that and you're truly looking at this with the lens of a business eye, mm. you're going to be looking at it just like that. Mm. The corporation A versus the owners, the city of mm -hmm. Quincy, mm -hmm. and R, is this a good deal for our city? Yeah. Rather than looking at, I don't want to personalize this. You know, yeah. the O'Connells have done a lot of work for the city of Quincy, and they have done a lot of great things for the city of Quincy. But well, it was a dump. Let's not forget. It oh was no, a terrible it, dump. It, yeah. it, but it, but it was a business deal that they were creating. They didn't yes, come, yes. and they, they were coming to solve a problem that the city of Quincy had right. with a proposition, a business proposition. Yep. yep. And I would like to remind that that's the that's the issue there is that it was a dump mm -hmm. and it was a risk, mm -hmm. and that risk was taken on 28 years ago, and it has proven to be successful. But that success and that risk has mitigated itself there are some other things that we need like when you go up there and you look at some of the um, some of the um, exhaust issues that they're having we have to make sure that those things are being audited as well okay so All right. so again this is this is I mean I've worked with I've, I've, I've worked my entire life and I've, I've also worked with friends and when you do you have to really push that like like that make sure that when we're talking about what we're dealing that everybody is going to come out intact or your friendships don't come out intact. Mm. So it's the way you do that is by really saying this is we're talking about a business. This is a business deal. I'm going to look at it in a business lens. I'm going to make sure that if, you know, the, I think the administration said that they used their legal team and the mayor made these decisions. I would have thought maybe they would brought people in from uh, maybe outside to mm. make those decisions and the audit should have been done prior to the red line coming to the city of Quincy so they could show us what they were doing. And okay. if they've had prior audits, they should have already shared it with us. We had to ask that for the other night. All right. And I just want to make one other, one yeah, other comment. Yeah. You know, this started back in the Sheets administration and, you know, the current administration, the current the current mayor was worked for the Sheets administration. He was then the park department during the Phelan administration and now he's the current mayor. So the length of this lease, the one person who's had the thread for the whole thing is the current administration mm -hmm. is our mayor. And you know, that's a that's something that we have to keep in mind. And I say that because, you know, we're it was an opportunity for this administration to come before us and explain the full entity to remind people of that. It was reminded the other night by Chuck Phelan, Councillor Phelan, because he was a councillor. Yes, yeah. The transparency of where we started to where we are today mm -hmm. and to where we're going. It was, it, it's been one presentation from Corey Hills Association and no presentations from the administration okay. showing us where we're going. And we have all of that information. It's not lost in translation. Yeah. It needs to be presented in a transparent way. So I, I'm guessing then, as it's written right now, you would not support it? As it's written right now, I could not support it. And okay. I could tell you one of the reasons why is because it does not solve. It says right in the, right in the lease. There's many things it says in the lease, but there are things that it, you know, there's, there were things in the prior lease that protected the taxpayers of the city of Quincy. Mm -hmm. In the current lease, um, it's opening up the doors for, you know, um, 
to be able to to have Corey Hills could go out and actually mortgage out the property and there's no say it's just a say to the uh, to the mayor and there's no say to the the, the council and mm. who knows it doesn't mean that this is the current mayor it could be any mayor in the 99 years that could happen so things could happen in the next 99 years but I think we need to put some restrictions on that to make sure that we're protecting the taxpayers whether they are today or whether they are in the nine in the future if it's 99 years I will definitely not be here in 99 years so <laughs> I, and I don't think the current administration will be either okay. so it is really about that because this is a lease that you know when you say that it might be okay for today yeah. but we don't know who or who we're talking about in the future so okay. we want to make sure that you know if the if we're going to be able and that doesn't mean that they're going to be mortgaging it out to actually do work at our site it could be mortgaged out to do work at any of the facilities that they own someplace else oh really yeah oh. so that it's the way it's written interesting okay. and then also the what are the facilities do they own QHA well the, I think the the um, marina um, they they're, they're, they're QHA rolls up to a bigger corporation that owns other assets okay so when you that becomes an asset of their their corporation oh interesting yeah that okay. lease is not QHA is not a separate entity altogether it's right. it's a portion of a larger organization gotcha. mm -hmm. okay and then finally there's no um, th right now the solution for Rusciutti Drive and Furnacebrook Par Parkway there's no monetary mitigation money coming from um, Corey Hills Association for that right. and if we were to do that the biggest the biggest component of the traffic that would cause more traffic up there would potentially be the enhancements that are happening up there so they have to have they have to play in the solution of that. Okay. And right now we are at, uh, the state is at 25 percent design, design on that, but they yeah. have absolutely no funding associated right. with that. So we could be waiting years for that solution. So, 22 years left in a lease with no solution to the traffic problem. Yeah. That's the first thing that has to be really addressed. Okay. And the light isn't it. I mean, I think it it could be, but you know, our city solicitor is not a traffic engineer, so I'm not sure if I if I I would want to go a little bit further with that. Mm -hmm. So the current lease will stay in effect. Unless a new lease is approved, so yeah, okay. and and quite honestly, I I I get the sense that QHA um, that they are they are opening this dialogue up, and and they came back with a presentation of the trails. We went for a walk with yes, the trails. Yes, yep. Um, I think you know as these dialogues, if they if they create a steering committee like was suggested by the public yep. the other night, I think some of this stuff can be worked out. And, and then also going back and looking at the current lease, mm -hmm. they were willing to do some of those trails. They should have been done, but mm -hmm. they're willing to do the work. So I think there's ways that we can find accommodations to fix these things. But right now, if we were to look at the 50-year the the, the lease, I'd say that some of the things are in default. The parking lot of the, the ball fields, the roots are pulling up the, the parking lot. Oh, really? And okay. they're in charge of maintaining that parking okay, lot. Right. And you know, I asked the... Um, Chief of Staff the other night if he'd been up there and he had said no. Okay. That's concerning to me. A 99 year lease being put in front of us and the administration hasn't been up there to audit just some yeah. of the basic things. Okay. So. so there's no real sense of urgency because there's 22 years left on the existing lease, right? One would hope. We have yeah. a lot of things that have to come back. I do want to say one thing. Yeah. The, the, the presentation that was made by the public, they, they were, it was phenomenal. They, they, they did I watched a ton most of, of it. Yeah. They did a ton of work. They yeah. did ask if they could present their PowerPoint, mm -hmm. you know, QHA. Is was able to present their PowerPoint, mm -hmm. and the 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 public was asking if they could present their PowerPoint. I guess they were denied. I didn't know the, the public had a PowerPoint. They did. They oh. had a huge PowerPoint. They presented it to all of us. We were going. I was going through it, and, okay. and what was disappointing was that they asked, and I and I, I when I went out and said thank you for people to coming. They I, they said they wanted to present it, and I said, oh, was there a rule that you couldn't present it? I don't. I didn't know of any, and they said that the chairman um, wouldn't let them present it, which is unfortunate because I think the public at home could have benefited mm -hmm. from seeing the other side of the conversation. Mm -hmm. um, not that I'm looking to have that division. 
I'm looking to have the, the collaboration, but that feeling of not being allowed yeah. is another piece of the divide that happens in our government. Okay, so um, for the short term, it stays in the Ordinance Committee mm -hmm. um, for further discussion. And, mm -hmm. and I, think a, I think there's gonna be, it was a good discussion the other night. I think yeah. that was what was, be, what was beneficial of it. And yeah. it's not a, there was no hard like no, other than the fact that we were seeing things in the current lease that we do have to go back and account okay. for. So, I mean, the hard no is that we're not talking about a 99-year lease yet. We're still talking about the first 50 years. Okay. <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. uh, what else is on your mind these days? I think the um, the other thing that I brought just recently into um, into the the council was the 610 McGrath Highway. Mm -hmm. um, it was a resolve for the 610 McGrath Highway, and the reason why I brought that forward was it's a building that was just purchased, and when I looked into it, I saw it. I actually saw it in the Quincy Sun as an acquisition by the city of Quincy. So, like I always do, I follow up with a question of what's this building that we purchased and where do we get the funds to purchase it from? And I was surprised to see that we got the funds from the district improvement financing, the $53 million that was just approved last year. How did you find that out, Anne? Um, I, like I was do, I call, I called the auditor and I just asked a question and yeah. asked if she could, if I could follow through knowing that the city purchased it and they had said, and I think what was said by the administration on your show, mm -hmm. um, on your show, on his podcast and in the Quincy Sun, it mm -hmm. said that it was purchased by the opera funds. Correct. So I started by looking at the opera funds and I didn't see it there. Okay. And and when I didn't see it in the opera funds, I said, could we just pull where the monies came from? And when she pulled, she was able to tell me that. And then I said, could we go a little bit further? And could I get the backup for that? So I got the backup, and it's definitely coming from the district improvement financing the fund. The $53 million. Yep, okay. memos and everything. I got okay. it all. And, and then I asked daily, could you tell me if there's a transfer of the funds? Even though I knew from the opera funds that everything's been encumbered for the $43 million. So $46 it's, all, million. it's all spent. Yeah. Okay. So it's, if, if it's not spent, it's, it's encumbered. It's and encumbered call, means it's, it's called it, for. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. And unless, they, in, in, unless I'm missing something or okay. unless they can pull something back. And some of it's salaries. They're paying salaries yep. to people. And, you know, a lot of it is, is, is you know, we purchased buildings. We've, we've, done a, we've, we've spent a lot of money. Some of it was putting people up at the hotel, that, up at the Marriott Hotel that had COVID. Yes. Administration, um, the, 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 the executive office was, you know, put up at the Marriott Hotel because they had COVID just recently, last October. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, when everybody else was thinking COVID was over, we were mm. housing people with COVID money up at, um, but, but my point of this is that yep. it may be small money that that's happening. Transparency is not happening with the ARPA money in other communities. They are sharing how they're spending it. You can go online, you can see how they're spending it. Yeah. Um, we don't have transparency in anything we're spending, the CPA monies as well. I mean, if you go to Boston or you go to Cambridge, Somerville, um, pretty much any town around, you can go into online and see how money of the CPAs are being spent. The community preservation account. Yep. Yeah. And you can see where their money's being spent, yeah. where it's being allocated, and you, they'll show you plans as to what is being, how that money's being spent. Yeah. So I guess I keep coming back to this, it's, it's transparency, because if I have to hunt this hard to find out things, mm -hmm. I put this resolve together because this administration has gone out and said that they were using ARPA money. It was district improvement financing money, which is meant for the downtown. Mm -hmm. There was no place that that building was identified, although that, bu that building does reside in the footprint of what the URDP is. However, you know, district improvement financing was not to purchase a building for Alcoholics Anonymous, and now that's a key too. I have a, you know, there's a lot of disparity that's happening in the city of Quincy, and to itemize one group and say that this is what we, what we need mm. disparages all the other groups that don't have that same ability. Mm. And then we become the owners of the program that, that, that we're putting into that building. That's taxpayers' dollars that are going to a building that right now has the, the Alcoholics Anonymous, the group itself, could probably use an infusion of money more than it needs a building. 
and it's a concern that I have. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, the resolve was also uh, co-sponsored by Councillor uh, Liang mm -hmm. um, as well. So I put that I put that out in a, a meeting and I held it on the table and I asked my councillors, my fellow councillors, to look into what I was asking. Yeah. They could do the same thing. They could have made the same inquiries. Where did the money come from? Yeah. Do do your own investigation. And Councillor Liang joined me, and I appreciate her support on that. Would it be possible to? refund the diff account with the money that was used to buy that building from ARPA funds? Well, if it's encumbered, I'd say no. Okay. And then you'd have to get the, that, that we've already, we've already collected the full $46 million from the federal government yeah. for that. So unless there's new ARPA funds that are coming that I don't know of, okay. um, the answer would be no. Okay. And I think to, to they, they came back and I made it seem like there was a grant for the Mount Walls and Cemetery. That's coming from your American Rescue account as well. It's, oh, there's the not a special project. there's no special grant coming. That is that was uh, what that was encumbered. That was the last 2.5 million dollars was encumbered. I think it's 2.9 million dollars encumbered in that because okay. I inquired about that too. Interesting. Mm -hmm. There is a summary. I'm sure you have this too of the mm -hmm. CARES ARPA mm -hmm. expenditures. Mm -hmm. Is that that's not adequate though? Do you think that it needs to be more detailed than that? The summary of what on the the site you mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, of, of all the CARES ARPA funding. Yeah. This was you know put out by the administration a while ago. Yeah. No, I think it should be more than that. More than that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the detail is, the, the devil's in the details, is what I like to say. Yeah. You, you know, all other communities basically were very transparent about, uh, not all, but most other communities mm -hmm. were very transparent and actually did a, they, they did a request of what people thought we should be using, they, they should be using these Recovery Act money for, and this administration never did. And we purchased over $20 million worth of of acquisitions of buildings, mm. which I don't care where the funds come from. Mm -hmm. It says in our charter, the charter that we stand up and we get sworn into, that Mr. Devine, um, Councilor Devine got sworn into the other night, mm -hmm. basically saying that we'd uphold it. Charter, chapter, it's, it's section 30 in our charter that basically says two-thirds of the vote of a city council for any acquisition for properties. The funding source is not is not the key to that. It's the acquisition. And the reason why they have that in the charter is to protect taxpayers that we're not just going out buying things. Mm. The ARPA funds are a, a unique thing because it's coming from the federal government, right. but it doesn't change the process or, the, or what we swear our, our roles to. But is, is it required? It's, I think it's required. I think it, I, th really? I, I do. I okay. think that, you know when they do an audit of this, and hopefully at some point there'll be an audit of the ARPA funds. That's not an appropriate use of the audit the, of the ARPA funds. Yeah, I know you've really stressed um, the fact that sh it should have been used for things like capital purchases, like fire engines, you know, yeah. to help offset the tax. Not basis. that it should have been. It could have been. Yeah. I mean, we couldn't use it because it already had been encumbered at that time when I was even bringing it up. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I stress it every time we spend money because your tax dollars are going up because of we, you cannot re, we cannot lower your tax dollars with ARPA money, but you can indirectly do it by, mm. spend, by not spending your money through bonds. By bonding money for those things, we could have used the ARPA funds, which would then in the future lower your taxes mm -hmm. because we wouldn't be spending mm -hmm. your taxes for future use. So it's, it's, a, it's a bit of, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul. Mm -hmm. And um, I hate to say that, but it is a fact. You know, and government does do that, but at the same time, we have to be responsible about what, how we're doing that. We also had the largest ever the largest ever, $19.5 million to lower, artificially lower our taxes by taking, basically draining every, every penny that we had in every location and we don't have our free cash certified. Mm. The things that we're doing, we're just, it's, I said it was sloppy. I think it's very sloppy. It's not transparent and it's sloppy. We're being... Actually, you called it incompetent. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> in the heat of the moment. <laughs> it is incompetent. Yeah. You couldn't do that in any other place yeah. other than in government because it's, 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 the, it's, it's, it's inappropriate the way we're doing things. And it's not accounting, it's not transparent to the taxpayers of the city of Quincy. And you're telling people like, oh, we have, 
we have excess levy. That's mm. a threat. I mean, when we, see, we do have excess levy. It helps us in our credit, but at any time that you want to come back and say, I'm going to tax you to the max with the excess levy, that would cripple people. Mm. And it provides us the opportunity to have that AAA bonding, but you have to be careful about how you're doing those things. I will remind people, I, I say, the city of Quincy is like a giant credit card. We all get those credit card offers across the table, but we restrict ourselves from doing it because mm -hmm. we know that if we, if we overextend ourselves, we're going to have to pay it. The difference in city government or in government itself is that you're the, you're the creditor. They're going to come back and ask you for the money to pay for mm -hmm. it. They don't have to go to the bank and ask for more, and they'll never, because of that excess levy, they'll never, you, you, they'll always be able to come back to you, the taxpayers, to get it. So it's a, it's a, you have to be careful about what we're doing and transparent about how we're going about it. There was another resolve, too, on that same topic from Councillor Liang, mm -hmm. uh, just asking for a kind of a, a complete overview of the city's financial picture mm -hmm. and how it is um, living up to promises made back in 2017, right? Yeah. So that was back because we're, we're basically at that cusp of how much money we can bond ourselves out to. I see, okay. And, you know, I think the maximum is 7%. And we're um, there. 7% of the, the total budget? Of the 7% of, of the budget that okay. we can actually bond ourselves out. But the thing is, is that a lot of communities have those restrictions yep. in it. And we're at the cusp of that. And mm. that is, you know, we have to have self-restraint. And part of that is, is our responsibility, too, of the council when we say yes to things. You know, I did say no to some of these things that came before us. I absolutely, totally support the police station, but I was concerned that we weren't re restricting ourselves from maybe there were ways that we could pull in that rain. You know, and we have to, and we would, you would do it at your own home. If you couldn't make, if you, if you really wanted to have, you know, you needed a new roof and you needed a new kitchen, but you couldn't afford to do both, you would do the roof before you did the kitchen. Right. And then you would save up for the kitchen. That's restraint. We do it in our own homes and we have to do it in government too. Mm. And we have to be, I, I will go back and say, the biggest fault that we have in our community right now is transparency. And it goes across all of the things that we started with, the 99 year lease, the purchase of a building saying it was opera funds, but we used diff money. This isn't being truthful when we're going out mm. and talking to the public about that, and it's disturbing to me. And you don't seem to have a lot of support from your colleagues on the council end. I can't speak for other people. Yeah. I can tell you that, you know, what I feel strongly about is, I, I, I listen, I own, I, my, the, the, the beauty of my job right now is I don't owe anybody anything other than the people who brought me into office. Mm. And because I don't, I'm able to sit here before you and speak openly about the things that I think we need to do to improve our city. You know, I don't, it, and I don't mean that disrespectful to yeah. anybody else, but you can go through all of my other counselors and you can say, oh, okay, well, you know, there might be reasons why I'm not sure. Okay. But I call that an account, I, the accountability should be for all of us, and if they're not questioning it, they should be. Okay. And, right. you know, I feel strongly that it's not that I don't think, I have, I have been supportive, this is something that really is true, been supportive of many things that this administration has done. I have stood there and said yes to the things that they're doing. But the things that I don't agree with, I'm not afraid to stand up and say no. Mm -hmm. And it's not because I'm just, you know, disagreeing. Mm -hmm. I'm disagreeing with facts that support the reasons why I'm saying no. Okay. Anything else? We didn't get to talk about the the the, um, the liaison to the mayor's office for DEI. Oh, right. <laughs> yes. And I'm bringing it up. So okay. I wanted to bring that up, too, just because that's another one that's, you know, 
there is a lot of disenfranchised people in the city of Quincy. And, and what I say about that is that anybody who asks a question, even the, just the general people who came out about the 99-year lease, yeah. they had to fight to get that public forum back on. Mm. And you know, we are not allowing people to be heard in the city of Quincy. And on top of that, we have a lot of people who, in some cases, have language barriers in our mm -hmm. city or feel as though that they don't, they don't belong. And I think the way we really have the strongest community that we can have is by inclusivity. And by doing that, and if we were to have this person to start, we really do need to understand all of the people that live in our community and how we can serve them. And that is how we have good government, transparency and understanding the people who live in our community and making sure that everybody feels heard and included. And you start by having somebody that's, that's working in that situation. I'm not sure we had a, we, they had a commission that was, was brought on, and all I'm asking for is to share the learnings from that commission to figure out what it is that we're missing so that we can get somebody hired to be able to come and work with us so that when we do have issues in the city of Quincy, that there is somebody that they can go and talk to. It doesn't mean that they're gonna resolve the problem, mm -hmm. but they can feel comfortable and safe to be able to come talk to them. Okay, yeah, just as a refresher for folks, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, a, a commission appointed by the mayor mm -hmm. recommended a liaison in the mayor's office, not a, not a true department as the city council you know, mm -hmm. had approved it initially. Yeah. Um, I think incremental incremental steps for anything that is going to improve yeah. our communication in our community isn't. It's 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 not. It's it's. I expect it. Yeah. You know. So Either the position was funded. A little over seventy five thousand dollars was mm -hmm. set aside. Um, it has not been filled. Uh, asked the mayor about it a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Said he had one unqualified applicant mm -hmm. and may have to relook at the yeah. salary or the job qualifications. Which you know you can't even find the job if you go on s online right now. It's not listed on the okay. front. I mean you can find all the other open spots which mm. you could never find before. I actually asked him to do that too, but that that one you can't find. So maybe mm. it's that people don't know it's there. Okay. So it, it's something that I think you know the administration also said at the beginning that he didn't think it was something we needed. Yes. And then he 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 backtracked and said that it's something that we did need. And quite honestly, this is the reason why I think it's something that we do need is, I'll use this as an example, and this is not truly, it's, it's, it's not a, the best example I have, but a letter that went into the Quincy Sun about the Abigail Adams statue, it was something that was missing. And a whole group of people from all, all backgrounds got together, and they stood together and they demanded it. And this is a positive thing. The administration did listen, and the Abigail Adams statue was created. Mm -hmm. Now, if we had that person in that office, that person that might have wrote the letter could have gone and spoke, and we could have done that without the display that had to happen, mm. because it was overlooked. That's a, it's, it's not really the nature of what the equity and inclusion is no. about, right. but the point of the matter is, is that there's something missing from our community that we're not being able to communicate into our government to make sure things are happening, and now you take it to another step and you see somebody that really is having some real issues, some, some real issues that they don't know where they can go to and they don't know how to get direction on how to go to it, they would actually see the, the direction that they can go. I realize that what that example that I use is not it's not the it's not the heart and soul of what I'm talking about, but the heart and soul of what I'm talking about is inclusion. And everybody has a voice in the city of Quincy and we should be able to we should be able to hear them and be able to welcome them to be able to understand what those things are. And finally I, I really hope because you know, I'm so I was so happy to see the banners two years in a row go up now for Lunar New Year. Mm. I'm looking forward to seeing the mayor and Councillor Kane put up the Quincy Pride banners. Mm for the month of June, mm -hmm. because that would be a sure sign of inclusion for our city. All right.
Anything else today, Ann? I don't think so. Okay. A uh, good way for folks to reach out to you? Um, they can certainly reach out to me um, via the city site. Okay. Um, they can call me at 617-719-7378. I think everybody in the city has my phone number <laughs> now, probably the whole world at this point. Um, those are the two best ways to reach out okay. to me via email. I always give out my phone number and say, text me, because I work during the day. If you, if you have ability to text, text me. Mm -hmm. And you can certainly always turn into um, City Limits with Ann Mahoney and Harris on our podcast. Yes. Um, so that is another opportunity for people to learn a little bit of what's going on in their community. All right. Thanks for coming by. I really appreciate it. Come by again, please. I hope I can do it soon. You certainly Much can. Much soon. Well, it's me. <laughs> I, I hope I can make the time to be able to come by sooner. It was a very enjoyable morning. Thank oh, you good. very much. I'm glad. Good. Thanks again. Thanks. And thank you for watching us here at AM Quincy. I'm Joe Catalano. Please join us again next time.